When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to this Fanatical Browns pregame show. We're talking mile-high time in Denver as the Browns are in the mile-high city to play the Denver Broncos. And we are joined today by fellow Fanatical Elves contributor and owner of the uh, Browns Breakdown, Samuel. How are you doing down there in Arlington, Texas? Freezing because it's very cold (laughs) It's, it was 37 about uh, two hours ago, and when you deal with 115 degree weather for three months out of the year, you kind of get resistant to the heat, but not to the cold. So it feels very cold down here. That that is the truth. Man, I you know I lived out there on the the Grand Prairie of uh, Kansas, a little bit further north than you. But man, I tell you, when it gets cold out there, that wind, those winds that come off the the, the mountain passes out there in Denver, man, there's the wind bone is chilling. so cold here, right? I don't, people can't really understand unless you live out there for any stretch of time. You know, that was the biggest thing when I moved back here to the Buckeye state in the last five or six years, the, the wind, uh, there's not a lot of it. And when it is windy here, it's always noticeable because when I first moved back, it was like, where's the wind? I was so used to the wind. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you you probably are used to it there in the yeah, Dallas area. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we got a big game coming up here, and we're live here on the Fanatical Elves Network. And uh, you know, uh, we we're hyped, man. We're we're, we're three game winning streak right now, and uh, we get we got a big win over the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. We, a week before that, we got another big win against those Baltimore Ratbirds. Now it's on to Denver. Now Denver, a lot of people thought. Coming into this game, or weeks ago, the Denver were they were one in five, yeah. and now they are five and five because they've run off four straight, including big wins against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Where mm. do you stand today, uh, Sam, on all of this with the Denver uh, Broncos? Man, uh, they're they're not bad. I mean, I think their biggest hole is their defense, and I think that's what's going to make us make this game winnable. But I think the the, they also have never played the bronze defense yet, which is probably the best in the league. So they still, I think it's going to be a close matchup. I don't think either team is going to run away. I think they're both equally matched. Um, our off bad offense, I'm going to say it's bad. It's not great. Our not great <laughs> offense is playing against their not great defense and our not, and their good offense is playing against our good defense. So I think it's a pretty right. even matched game. Um, I had a nice conversation this morning with a, contributor for fans first sports network on the mile high uh broadcasting network out there and uh, jess a place uh tied a chat with him and we were talking about 
you know, who had advantages and disadvantages going into this game. We talked a lot about the Browns' defense. They He also mentioned Miles Garrett. What do you think Miles is going to do today? Uh, he's going to do Miles things. I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, but I, do, I think the Miles Garrett is still going to be a key contributor in this game into winning it. I don't think he's going to... I don't, I don't know the Browns, or not the Browns, the Broncos tackles very well, but I think he's going to feed off of just playing up there. I think he's going to have a good game. I mean, he has 13 sacks already this season. I know, season. insane. Right? <laughs> what is he on I pace mean, for, 21? I think you're, I mean, something, I mean, uh, right, outrageous, because we're in, this is week, mm-hmm. this is the Browns, what, 11th game of the season? Yeah, I believe so. Um, you know, I don't know how strong, do we know how strong the uh, offensive line, from talking to the Broncos, this morning, they don't have the strongest offensive line. Uh, that's why I think, you know, Miles, you know, they just played the Pittsburgh Steelers who, you know, really tried to, you know, stop Miles. Of course, they didn't stop him on that opening play of the game that should have been called a safety against uh, the Steelers last week. But I imagine Miles mm-hmm. is going to try to get off to that quick start again in this one. Yeah, I don't know. I think their, their offensive line is an insane. It's nothing special, but I think they do have some decent players still on there. They were relying on uh, talking to the fella today, this morning, Jess. He said that the the Broncos are going to probably rely again on their run game and that mm-hmm. they've used their run game. It's not a lot of excitement with the uh, offense, but um, they're getting the job done. Um, mm-hmm. You wonder, Yeah, you they're know, winning. Right, right. Um, I mean, four straight. I mean, this is a, you know, I think everybody thought coming into this game that you know, or weeks ago that the Browns like looking at this game on the schedule, like, okay, this is a guaranteed win. And I'm thinking even then I was like, nah, this is Denver. It's tough. You know, you go out West, you got to play up there 5,000 feet. The Browns have not had much mm-hmm. luck. And historically Denver is one of those places uh, that is just a, a tragedy because of what happened to the, those late teams of the eighties and nineties um, really has a bearing on us older Browns fans who who, re, who reflect back on that quite a bit. Yeah. I think this is going to be an interesting game because that 5,280 plus feet isn't easy. I mean, the, the altitude really does affect you. It's something that, like, if you visit it, you don't yeah. feel it because you aren't. But it, when you're, if you go up to Denver and then run a mile, it'll feel a million times harder than running a mile down in <laughs> Texas or up in Cleveland or wherever you're running. Have you been out there to the mountains? Uh, I haven't been to the mountains, tell, no. But tell family or tell people about your family and your your link to Denver. I like this yeah, story. I was born in Denver. I lived there for ten ish years. I think we moved in twenty nineteen. I believe. I believe. Okay. Maybe it was twenty eighteen. I don't actually. So you've been out there pretty moved. recently. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and we actually went out there on Fourth of July. We drove out there for. We actually didn't stay do much in Denver, but we drove up through Denver into Wyoming for the Fourth of July. But yeah, I've lived there for most of my life, about a third of it, or two thirds of it. I mean, my bad. But yeah, yes. so I've, yes. I've been there a while. Your mom is a diehard Bronco fan. Oh yeah, definitely. How's that going this morning? How's that going oh, today? It, it was funny. Last week we were already trash talking just a little, just a little, but. She watched, she's watched um, Elway, she watched the 2015 Super Bowl, and she watched all that stuff, the one against the, um, uh, she watched Peyton Manning break all the records, so she's she was a Browns fan, or not a Browns fan, a Broncos fan for 30 plus years. 
Well, I give her credit for being a loyal fan. You know, Denver fans are pretty loyal. And, you know, mm -hmm. that's some, you know, you look at certain fan bases and, you know, it was actually kind of cool that the guy from Denver this morning acknowledged that when the Browns were taken from us by Art Modell to Baltimore, that Denver fans were really sad as well because Denver and the Browns had created quite a um, series, a, a rivalry yeah. that really is hard to explain to some of you who are younger now because it really was something back in the late 80s, early 90s that was a consistent. And it um, he was even telling me a story about how back when newspapers were much more popular that the Cleveland paper and the Denver paper put in rival cartoon um, smashing each other's teams and putting them down. And he remembers that as a kid, seeing that. And uh, that's that's what it was like when you were living back then uh, mm -hmm. before all the social media now that we have. But yeah, um, where do you um, – let, let, hey, Sam, let's take a quick break on this pregame show, and then we will be right back. This is the uh, Browns Fanatical pregame show. We're talking uh, the Denver Broncos with Sam here. We'll be right back. And did you like those commercials, Sam? Yeah, yeah. that's our... our uh, <laughs> um, so we're talking Browns Broncos today here on the Fanatical Elves Network. Where do you see, Sam, the Browns have the biggest advantage going into this game? All right, well, I got two things. One, I want to say one more thing about the me living in Denver. The only reason I'm not a Broncos fan is because I was insanely rebellious. My mom tried to raise me as a Broncos fan. I'm like, nope. In 2015, I Nice job. In 2015, I decided to be a Panthers fan to root against her in the Super Bowl. Ah. Um, and so, but I, I I was just rebellious. So that's why I'm not a Broncos fan because I lived there for a while. But on to your topic, um, I think it's the defense. I think defense is we, I mean, if we look at Brown uh, Broncos statistics on defense, mm -hmm. like advanced more statistics, they're like top uh, or bottom 25 in a lot of things. And I think yeah. we just have a really, really good defense. I think the defense is what's going to carry us. I'm, I've said it multiple times before. This defense is going to drag us to the playoffs for sure. I, I hope you're right, Sam. I certainly do. I think you're, I think you're on to something there. And I think we're all holding out that that's going to be mm -hmm. what, what brings the Browns to the back to the playoffs. I will say, you know, DTR last week, um, didn't do a lot in between the first part of the game and the uh, latter part of the game, but he did make it count when it mattered. He did help the yeah. team go on a nice he drive through a couple completed passes. He didn't have three turnovers. No, it would have been for something is and when somebody you have like, yeah. Yeah. When you have a quarterback that only throws for 180 yards, keeping turnovers low is crucial. Well, and then you look at somebody like David Njoku, who was targeted like 14 or 15 times in that game and dropped four or five that were just unexcusable. Yeah, that's strange. It's very strange. I think I've never been a real fan of David. Uh, I'm, I maybe have mentioned that before to you just because of some things that I've heard out there about how some of these players act and behave off the field. Mm -hmm. So I'm, he's never going to win me over, but um, those, some of those drops were very costly. Hope they weren't that costly, did not cost the Browns the game. But if they had lost that game, we would still be talking about David Njoku yeah. today. Um, anyway, um, you know, opposite of David Njoku is Amari Cooper, who I have a little bit more respect for. Uh, Coop, Coop, I love the shirt there, Sam. 
you know, he has having a great season again. Now, he didn't go for a ton of yards last week. I, I suspect that they're going to try to involve him a little bit more. The fact that the game's being played out in Denver. What are your thoughts about Amari t- today? Yeah, I uh, in my projection uh, episode that I published yesterday, I said that Amari's going to have about 60 yards and not the touchdown. I think I said Najoku's going to have the touchdown. But okay. Amari's good. Amari's been good. But I think that I'm going a, I'm to a change topics just a little. I think the run yeah. game is going to kill Denver. Mm. I think we're going to have... I said that we're going to score um, two touchdowns on the ground. I think the run game oh, wow. is really going to make Denver... I don't... I just have a feeling that the run game's just... I mean, the run's been really good. Ford yeah. has started to actually find, figure out how to not run backwards. Um, yeah. Uh, Green Hunt has been good. Yeah, I think the running game is just going to kill Denver. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, you know, the Browns until last week, I mean, they didn't, didn't have quite 100 yards rushing last week. But prior to that, I think there was a stretch, I mean, all season, really, the Browns' run game has been consistently around that 150 yards to uh, 100 and 200 yards rushing. And uh, that's a good sign. And I think going into this game, that run defense for the Broncos is not very good. Um, mm-hmm. We even talked about that this morning with my uh, Denver um affiliate so i do agree sam that that's going to be something to watch early and often uh do you see the kevin stefanski opening the playbook at all for um dtr today let him throw the ball a little bit further down the field Um, or do we just keep it conservative i still think one more week of conservativenessness that's not a word (laughs) uh but i think conservative he still he still is a fifth round rookie he still has not showed that he can... He's been good, don't get me wrong, but he still has not showed he has been great. He still has yeah. not proven to be a true starter. The only reason he is, is even out there is because um, Watson is out. So I think we're still going to run it conservative, but if he throws 210 yards, a touchdown, and an interception, I think Stefanski is definitely going to realize, oh man, this kid actually might be for real. Somebody mentioned that if David Njoku had just caught the passes that he was targeted for that were easy catches that DTR probably would have gone closer to 300 yards on the day last week. That's crazy. Right? What was he at, like 160, I think it was? Yeah, 160 or something like that, yeah. It's important, again, that the Browns do not turn the ball over. I think that that's been, obviously, it's a key to anybody's success, yeah. taking care of the football or whatever sport you're playing, uh, protecting that, that, that uh, I you know, coach ball, basketball. Yeah. We're always talking about protecting the ball, you know, getting the ball back from the opponent. That's those are keys. So, uh, you know, the Browns got off to a really poor start this year, in part, in part due to the fact that they, I think, at one point they had turned the ball over like seventeen times, and they had done that all of last or the back in twenty twenty when they ran themselves to the playoffs. They had that total for the whole season on a seventeen game season. So we're in week eleven. We're in the eleventh week for the Brownies. Uh, Final takes on the sh- on, on the on the show uh, or on the game coming up. What do you what do you how do you feel this game's going to work out? What, what do you I, expect? I projected twenty four seventeen in Browns. I think the Browns are going to win. I think the run game's going to carry us, and I think the defense. I just this defense is so good. I just feel like they're really going to. I, I'm not thinking the Broncos are going to be bad. I don't think they're we're going to shut them out or anything. I think the Broncos, like I just said a second ago, twenty four seventeen. I think yeah. the Broncos just. They just aren't going to be able to produce. I think this defense really going to make it tough for them. Who did to they do beat much. last week? Who did they beat? It was a oh. home game. For, 
Denver. It was um, the Vikings, 20 to 21. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Vikings have had kind of an up and down season. I feel like the Broncos in this, in this uh, series of wins have kind of caught teams where they've kind of been slumping. You know, they beat the Chiefs mm-hmm. and the Chiefs. The Chiefs, honestly, the Kansas they can't State Chiefs. Catch have, a football. No, they've really been struggling all year, and they're not like the Chiefs of old. And I, I think they're, you know, and then the Denver or the the Buffalo game against, um, you know, Josh Allen and folks, you know, that Buffalo that team has team. also, they've struggled, and I, and I think, yeah. On your point, the Buffalo game. Sorry, but uh, they missed the field goal and the only reason they didn't win that game was they won that game was because of that 12th man on the field right 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 so i mean i know talking to the denver affiliate the men this morning he said they were pulling their hair out and they thought it was the end of the the season you know four weeks ago when they were one and five i mean sean payton the head coach of denver i mean how long did he beat last russell wilson you know he's over the you know he's done for but you know he's kind of turned it around and Sean Payton is a veteran uh, coach who's been around the league for a long time with the New Orleans Saints. Um, yeah, I expect things to be interesting today. We'll, I think it's going to be close. I think the turnovers are going to be important to see where that falls. I do think the, the Browns' defense will come to play. Um, mm-hmm. And and I expect the Browns to pull out the win. But I, I'm not sure the last time they went out there, I think they did pull out the win in Denver. It was a... Thursday night game. I think Baker Mayfield was quarterbacking then. Um, I don't have the stats on that game, but we don't go out to Denver very often, but I think we did get the last win out there. Now, I remember back in 20, 2007 or eight when I uh, went out there, and back then the Browns had Brady Quinn, who's the Fox Sports radio or uh, TV guy now. He used to be the quarterback for the Brownies. Uh, at one point, everybody thought Brady Quinn was going to be the Cleveland franchise quarterback of the future. That, We've of thought that about a lot of people. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. Past like thirty years, it feels like. Now, I listened to our village Elliot, our contributor, the other day talking about Deshaun Watson. Do you, he was suspecting that Deshaun Watson will get his contract uh, extended uh, sooner than later. That they're going to probably not giving him another two hundred forty million guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of ups and downs. I think. I don't. You feel like, it, like half the Browns fan base just loathes Deshaun because of what you just said, and because of the off the field things that he was involved in, and the other half want to tell us other this half to just be quiet that he's a franchise quarterback and we shouldn't be giving him a hard time because of all these injuries yeah but he's injured he's out and now we're we're moving forward with dtr what do you think of, what do you make of the joe flacco um pickup please keep that man off the field <laughs> i don't want this guy touching our team man he's old what is he like 38 i think i looked it up on the podcast i think he's 38 he's old he's washed he hasn't been good in five years I just, just I, I'd rather go roll out DTR again. I mean, he's yeah, but I'll not... tell you what Joe Flacco's done. If you go back and look historically at Flacco and his history against the Browns, he's tre- been tremendous. Even last year, when the Browns had a two touchdown lead against him with the Jets, oh, he yeah, was the quarterback that. who led that comeback. Obviously, it's nice to have a, a rookie wide receiver like yeah, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, but but like I mean, he's not he's not okay. He's 
he's bad. He's not a good quarterback. If he was a good quarterback, he'd be on the field. But he's he's he can work. He's he's a veteran, and the veteran sense of the game isn't something that's findable in every quarterback. And I, so I think he sure. I, I think he probably still will be behind PJ Walker. I don't think he's like he's our three. Yeah, right I don't now. think he's even he's not even suited up today, or didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think I I don't want him playing. But I mean, if it comes to it. He's not the best, but I think he might be able to win us a few games if completely necessary. Right. Well, you know, if you're looking at it too from a long-term perspective, you know that Deshaun's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And if all our hopes and dreams coming up are that, you know, this is a, this could be the year the Browns can get to the Super Bowl, right? I hope so. Right. But I mean, if you do, then you got to have somebody back there. In case DTR gets injured, then you got PJ Walker, and then you got you got to have somebody else. And you know the Browns have won playoff games over the years. There's a guy, old guy named Don Strock, who um, helped get a, the Browns a playoff uh, or get to the Browns to the playoffs back when Bernie Kosar was still quarterback. Um, and you know he was like 45 years old or something. This is back in the late 80s, early 90s. So anything's possible. And uh, yeah. you know. I, I don't know. You know, it's funny with the Browns. Do you think the Browns have a shot at getting get to the – well, one, you think that they got a shot at getting to the playoffs. Do you, legitimately, do you think the Browns have a shot at getting to the Super Bowl? If I'm not mistaken, I think if the Chiefs lose and the Ravens lose, I believe we become the one seed. Wow. I think so because I think the Ravens will fall to 8-4. and four. We'll move to 8-3. and three. Technically, Who the Ravens maybe, got? Who do they uh, play? The Chargers, if I'm not mistaken, Sunday Night Football. But okay. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Ravens would still have be ha, we'd be tied with them because they haven't had a bye week yet. But yeah. I think since we're only half game back, I think I think I, you'd have to check me on this. But I think if the Ravens and the Chiefs lose, the Browns become the one seed in the AFC. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty okay. sure the Ravens are the one seed right now. That would be tremendous. I know it's yeah. just going to be a fun. I think. The Browns have put themselves in a position now at seven and three, where it's important to get the wins, and obviously that's what we need to do today out in Denver. Um, but the interesting part about this season in all of the NFL is that there really isn't a legitimate like number one that everyone is like scared yeah. of. Obviously, we talk about Kansas City, we talk about Buffalo, kind of being those teams in Philadelphia, Eagles. Um, 49ers, who knows? Maybe. Right, 49ers somewhere up and down. They kind of got a win the other, got it back the other day. But um, yeah, I think the Browns are in a, with that defense that we keep talking about. So we'll look for that defense to stand up and stand tall and uh, pr- hopefully provide a, a spark today as the Browns battle the, the Denver Broncos out at Mile High Stadium. Final, final take, Sam? Uh, well, I think, I mean... They've had 70 points scored on before, so let's just do it again. Uh-huh. They had yeah. 350 <laughs> rushing yards in that game, by the way, the Dolphins. So yes, I wouldn't mind 350 rushing yards for us. But no, <laughs> I think the Broncos are a good team. I don't think they're going to roll over and die like we expected them to when they lost to the Chiefs, falling to one and five. They have yeah. fighting them. They clearly are. They've on. They're on a hot streak. Momentum is weird. Who knows if it exists or who knows if it doesn't? Like, it's a weird thing. But I think if momentum does exist, they got all the momentum right now. Yeah. No, that's... I think the Browns need to be cautiously... Fans need to be cautiously optimistic. Uh, I look for the Browns to win a close one again. I would look for a field goal kicker, old, reliable Dustin Hopkins 
to come through potentially a few times in this game with the mile high uh, view they he might be able to kick a few grand of 60 plus who knows and Stefanski's been calling a halfway decent game we'll see how he uses that to his advantage potentially without the Denny's menu it's so funny to me Sam all these fans and even contributors on our own podcast talk about this Denny's menu and they get so mad when we bring up the whole Denny's menu thing and like how we make fun of Kevin Stefanski because of that and they are like, oh well, all their coaches do the same thing, Andy Reid and all this stuff. But it, it's just a big joke. And I think most of us know that. Um, it's funny, though, because then some of those that, that talk about the Browns and, and Stefanski want to tell us not to be fan. We can't be fans then. Or we, we can't have an opinion. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I know. Well, I hope you enjoy the cold weather out there. No, I hope you don't. Hope it gets warm out there in Arlington. And the wind stops blowing. I'm enjoying the cold. At least I'm not melting every time I walk outside. Is the game going to be on uh, streamed on your TV there? The local? Uh, it might be. I'm not sure. Okay. I have ways to get access to it, though. Do you watch it on your on your computer? Or TV? Yeah. Or, yeah. We, we, we just Chromecast it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, to, for your mom, tell tell your mom I hope that your Broncos lose. And uh, <laughs> I will. There'll be plenty of that going around. I bet. Well, enjoy your afternoon, Sam. Let's get a Browns win. Go Browns. This is the Fanatical Elves Network. You've been part of the Browns pregame show. We will be having a postgame show after the Browns defeat the Broncos. So destroy come them, back. not defeat them. Come back to that, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking more about the Browns' victory and on Victory Monday. Everybody, thanks again for tuning in to YouTube, to Spotify, watching us here on YouTube on the X. We can't do these shows without your support. We continue to grow because of you guys spreading the love, telling your fans, telling your friends, hey, listen to these guys in the Fanatical Elves Network. We got contributors like Sam. We got Village Elliott, Steve Gill, Rod Bloom, Joel Cade, who all bring it every week. Thanks again. This is John. That's Sam. Take care. Go Browns.